Well, good morning, you guys. Happy Monday. Yes, it is Monday. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with my days, you guys. This is Danielle, Dr. D with the Boom Factor. What's up, family? As always, you know, I've really been up since like 4 this morning. You know, I've got to have that morning time. Then I have to have that personal time. Then I have to have my word time, right? So I'm listening to one of my e-mentors, Bill Winston, and oh my gosh. So I just want to share some of his teaching with with you all because I know um, I have believers as well as unbelievers that listen to the broadcast. And from the volume that I'm seeing, a lot more others are joining the audience. So I want to strive to keep things balanced and also want to strive to maintain your faith. Not always what I'm saying, uh, because really I don't be knowing what I'm talking about until I start talking. You know, I'm sharing my daily little things that happen to me or whatever, you know, because it is my daily diary of my life. That's what the boom factor is all about. I got to keep throwing that out there. That's what makes my uh, radio program different, uh, authentic from anyone else, because this is just who I am. But also, I want to share how my faith have grown because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. How can your faith grow? You have to hawking unto the voice of God, even through others who have experienced most of the things that most people experience in life. But as you have seen, a lot of individuals don't know how to deal with certain circumstances that happen in their lives. So my main purpose and goal is to have anyone that have ears to hear the voice of Dr. D that I encourage you, empower you, and strengthen you to maintain your life and sustain your life, to live the good life, to live to the fullness, and and just enjoy life for being you. You see what I'm saying? And so with that, I also strive to maintain my own personal development to make sure my faith is constant on the right path because yeah things happen i mean whoa it's like sometimes you should be like really um in a couple of minutes the enemy can give you a phone call and throw uh you know take a pin and blow out your bubble and it's like what's the use lord but you gotta bounce back out of that and so this man of god He's ministering at the Believers um, Conference that goes on every year um, with Kenny Copeland. Some people don't like Kenny Copeland. Some people don't like Bill Winston. So if you really don't like the teachings of Bill Winston, I'm letting you know ahead of time. You can go ahead and scroll over to the next episode, and that'll be that. Those that are interested and need a more, uh, need a little face shot, a booster shot, well, I want to share this with you. Now I listen to this twice. And I like to feed my spirit, especially when I'm believing to do something that God then deposited in my ear. And through this message, 
was a confirmation like, oh, wow, okay, I'm on the right track. That's why I listen to other ministers. And I only have particular ones that I do feed off. I don't feed off of every Tom, Dick, and Harry that come on the radio, the TV, podcast. No, I don't have itching ears, and I'm not trying to just grasp at stuff. I have a very selective hearing, and I select who I eat from, all right? Just like going to a restaurant. You know, certain restaurants, I only eat certain things. When I go to um, Wendy's, I like Wendy's seasoned salad. I like their Frosty. And sometimes I get their nuggets. That's it. That's all I ever find myself buying from Wendy's, right? When I go to Smoothie King, I like my Power Punch Plus with extra strawberries. And I add some enhancers if I need a little boost. You know, if I go to Burger King, I like to get my Whopper with no cheese and mayonnaise. That's only if I have an urge for it. But lately, like now, I'll have my own burgers. I broil them. I don't fry them. There's just certain things that I like to have. Or, or, or I go to certain places for certain things. Okay? So that's just like with the Word of God. Don't get mad with all the preachers because one preacher say one thing or don't go to church or whatever because one pastor did something. So you put all the pastors in that category, you know, if something happened in church with somebody, then you just stop going to church at all because the one thing, because somebody else, not even the body of Christ, it was that person. So you just feel like, you know what? I ain't doing church no more. I'm not, no, 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 no. That is not the Spirit of God because we do need to come together to strengthen one another, okay? So with all of that said, all right, with all of that said, I want to share my spiritual encouragement through the message of Bill Winston. So I pray you enjoy it. And um, I, I, I just want you to reach that next level in your life with power and faith because Matthew 6 33 is real and I'm telling you I'm in my house because of Matthew 6 33 I will get my vehicle because of Matthew 6 33 see I have patience well I'm gonna say endurance I have endurance and I've learned whatever state I find myself in hey I'm content if I see the enemy trying to steal, hey, he got to pay it to me seven times. And I know he's striving to steal my vehicle because two times my vehicle strived to come to me and something always was wrong. Mm-hmm. So I, I called him out. I said, devil, I see you. I'm not impressed. You're trying to steal my vehicle because you know what God has have me on some assignments that God had me to go on, and I need a car. So guess what? Every time you touch something that somebody's trying to bless me with, you're going to give me a seven times better. Keep it up. I'm going to have two brand new cars. How about that? And so, see, that's how we have to speak the words in the heavenlies to the enemy. It's not the people your enemy, even though the enemy use their weaknesses or their own prideful ego to try to make a point to you, 
But at the end of the day, it's not even them. It's the enemy. It's the devil. And I serve notice on the devil. And so I want to help you strengthen your faith, just like in a safe zone broadcast. I want you to strengthen your faith to the point where when you see that toxin, negative stuff coming your way, hey, you will have that wisdom and understanding on how to deal with it. All right? So enjoy. I'm going to click over to the next episode. Um, so it just be on one episode, and then I'll click back over, and we just have a little mini, you know, conversation about what we heard. Uh, I pray that maybe something that you believe in God for, you know, um, you're striving to go after some things you may need, some things you need to do, and you just need a little push. Excuse me, I'm going to tell you right now, this word going to help you. Or it's, it's not only going to help you, it's going to set your feet on so much fire. You're going to be like, my Lord, I ain't know it's going to be like this. <laughs> All right? So this is uh, Dr. D. Happy, happy Monday. Uh, some may say Motivation Monday. And uh, right now I'm on packing some of my crates. I'm off on my job in at the office. The headquarters is closed on Mondays. So I usually take this whole day. Yesterday I rested. I slept all day and all night besides my daughter calling me and uh, checking up on me. And I went right back to sleep. Hello. And so today I'm going to do some little organizing. Uh, getting some stuff straight in order so I know what exactly some stuff I need. Uh, so I won't have to be double spending my money. Um, I, I write my fate list. And whatever I need, I put it on that, that list and say, In the name of Jesus, come to me. According uh, to Matthew 6.33, he said, But first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto thee. Seek the right way, you know, God's way, you know, and God's way is the faith way, the belief way. Know that he loves you, he cares about you, and in the midst of all the hell that you're facing, God will answer your prayer. He will manifest himself. He will do a boom factor in your life. And time after time after time, he has done that, and, and believe me, soon and very soon, a book will come out named The Boom Factor. Trust me, and it's going to be a supernatural book about all the manifest, all the boom factors God did in my life, you guys. Even when I started this show, this radio show, The Boom Factor, oh my word, it just been so amazing. In in the midst of the, the tears and the heartache and the and the um, heartbreak and the disappointment, you know, and the nitpicking and the all the stuff that I had to encounter, God did some boom factors, y'all. Oh my gosh! So let me get off of here, y'all know me. I'll go on and on and on. Just want to give you a good shout out, and I'm gonna let you guys feed off of the word of faith. With Bill Winston Ministries, okay? I'm going to check with y'all later. God bless. Much love, peace, joy, and happiness. This is Dr. D. Later.
went in there, tried to talk, with get, get an appointment. I said, the mayor's tied up. I said, wait a minute. I said, I am a citizen of this village, and I demand to see the mayor. They said, oh, oh well, let, let me call you right back. Call me back. But hey, the mayor will see you for 15 minutes. I said, that's all I need. So I go in there. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know this. God's word won't return void. I'm talking about taking ownership now because the enemy doesn't want you to own it. Jesus didn't die for payments. He died for ownership. He, he didn't die so you can have a long 30-year. That's all right. Don't be condemned over that. But I'm telling you right now, you're supposed to own it. And own it day one. Praise God. Now, so what? Are y'all all right now? Can I keep going? That's what I did. Got it out, pulled it out. See, I don't get all this time where she might not like you and so forth. So what? So it's your cousin don't like you. You just don't know about it. Okay. So I go in there, start reading it. All of a sudden, whew, looked like the blood went out the mayor's face, jumped up, said, Reverend, can you sit right here? Boom, went in there, checked somebody and so forth, came back. Reverend, I don't know what to do. They have passed a law. They have passed an ordinance, so forth and so forth. And I said, okay, can I call you in two hours? I said, yes, you can. Now, I got to be in there tonight. I've got service tonight. I'm talking about God will deliver you speedily. Let me say something. This is, I wrote this down because I, I feel that God is telling me to tell you this right now. I don't care what you've been going through. This is the last time you're going to go through that. For real, for real. Every shame that has taken place in your life, God is restoring you double. I declare in the name of Jesus that you are no longer permitted to stay in any affliction that the devil has got you in. Whatever's been harassing you after this meeting will harass you. Instead of the devil harassing you, you are about to harass the devil. Sit down. Now, wait a minute. Are you going to receive that? How can they hear without a preacher? See, some of them came back and preached. Well, we can't take it. The giants are tall. The walls are great. So forth and so on. And... And then others came back and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome.
this thing happened, it shouldn't have happened, and so forth and so on. Amen. But remember that the people of the world are walking in darkness. Are you with me? And the Bible tells you in 1 Timothy chapter 2 to pray for kings. That pray for people that are in authority. Say amen to that. Well, what happened when I took ownership? We bought that mall. That's ours. You tell me I can't do something on my property. And so what happened is I went. And when I did that, God absolutely took over. Now, what I shared with you day before yesterday is the fact that faith is something. Faith is something. Right over here. Bring me an amplified. Well, give me a hand. There it is, right there. Oh, no, 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 not to. Yes, come on. You you had it in your hand before. No, 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 no. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah. Come on down. Come on down. Boy, they know the amplified, don't they? They know when they call for the amplified. Boy, they know there's something in that amplified. Amen. I'm just letting you know you can sit anywhere, but if you got the word, you can get rich. Oh, that's you. You already, you here already. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Oh, he gave me something to give you. Uh, money cometh. All right. I said in Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 11. Now, this is key for you to see this. Hebrews chapter 11. He says in verse 1 of the Amplified, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So faith is the assurance, the confirmation, and the title deed. Faith is also the proof. Say amen to that. Here's $100. May the Lord bless you and keep you. In Jesus' name. And somebody put me $100 back up here, so I'm going to just put that in my pocket. That's called the law of replenishment. That's right. That's how fast it happened. There's no more time. So as we look at this, I want you to see that once you have faith, you have the title. And it's, see it as a courtroom. And you've got to show proof that what you're wanting to possess belongs to you. And once you show God faith, God gets involved in evicting Satan 
out of your thing. Doesn't make any difference what it is. But you got to show them some faith. Say amen to that. Revelation is the strongest asset in the school of faith. When you see something, your faith locks in. Say amen to that. So the enemy tries to, of course, get us from seeing things. He tries to get us uh, not to meditate the word or so forth and so on. And tries to make us believe that there's a shortage. And there's no shortage of anything. I got news for you. Your days of pulling up to the gas station. Talking about give me three on three. That's over. <laughs> now, I want you to see this. <laughs> I want you to see this. I want you to see this. That's all right, my brother. My brother, let me tell you something. Come in, come in, come in. Come in. Yeah, I understand. I understand. I understand. And I'm laying hands on you right now. There it is. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Now. Now, let's look at this. Let's look at this. If you go, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Go with me over to Isaiah chapter 36. Mm -hmm. I mean, Isaiah chapter 33. Isaiah chapter 33. That's all right. Let him lay down there. Isaiah chapter 33. All right. Look what it says. <laughs> look what it says. Because some laws may be made by the judicial systems of this country. But I'm letting you know, don't get all upset. Because we've got power to reverse laws. I'm talking about favor. Come on now. They made a law to keep Daniel from praying. In Daniel chapter 6. Am I right about it? And instead of Daniel just bowing down to that law, he went up in his room, opened up the shutters, began to They took him and put him in the lion's den. But what happened to him? Nothing. The lion 
wouldn't touch it. And I'm telling you, once you come into the kingdom, you are divinely protected. So what happened? The lion wouldn't bite him. Now the king got him out the next day and changed the law. I said the king changed the law. I said, how about Esther? Mordecai told Esther, said, girl, you got to go up there and intercede for the people. And Esther said, if I go up there unannounced or uncalled for, then I could get my head cut off. He said, Esther, let me tell you like this, girl. <laughs> if you don't go, God will bring deliverance from some other place. Say amen to that. He promised you and I that many are the afflictions of the righteous. But God shall deliver them. for three days, got her courage together, put on her royal robe, that that robe again. She walked into the king's chamber, into the throne room, and the king pointed his scepter out and said this, Esther, whatever you want, mm. up to half of my kingdom, say I'm a joint heir. Up to half of my kingdom will I give you. What happened? She ended up changing the laws. I'm here to tell you that the God that we serve, if he'll change the law for Daniel and he'll change the laws for Esther, he'll change it for Bill Winston. Supreme Court. Look at Isaiah chapter 33. And look, if you will, at verse 22. For the Lord is our judge. The Lord, come on, is our lawgiver. The Lord, come on, is our king. And he will deliver us. chapter 75. See, he said, my people are destroyed. Why? For lack of knowledge, not for lack of money, not for lack of education, for lack of spiritual knowledge. Look what he says in Psalm 75. And look at verse 6. For promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west, nor from the south. Keep going. Come on. But who? God is the judge. He will do what? He'll put one down and lift up another. God is a judge. What makes him the judge? Because he decides who wins or loses. Not your opponent. The one thing we want to do is make sure we're on the Lord's side. 
So what am I saying? It's not too late. We can issue some commands. Boy, I sure hope I had a bunch of believers up in here. I'm, I'm telling you. All right. Let's keep going. What am I saying? When you go into a place, the kingdom of God is in you. And his kingdom rules over how much? Everything. Everything. Makes no difference what it is. They changed the laws. We went in the place. And we have since blessed that whole village. When, when the mortgage crisis hit, all the, other, all the other villages laid off people. What did this village do? They didn't lay off anybody. Why? Because the tax, millions of dollars of tax money from retail sales that we get, that they get, they could afford to keep all their people. We were a blessing to them. Say amen to that. All right. Let's keep going. Let's go to 1 Corinthians in chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. See, don't ever let the devil steal your hope. You know, he, 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 he just a bully. I, I remember, where did I hear that story? This, this guy is in the schoolyard, and this bully was talking about all the people he could whip, you know, that he could beat up. And he had a list and had everybody's name on there. And this one guy saw his name on the list. And he came to the bully and said, listen, said, I, I, I heard, I saw that you had my name on that list and you came with me. The bully said this, well, I'll take it off. <laughs> Come on now. I think. For real. I think sometimes if we'll just stand up to the bully, he'll That's take it. your name off the list. Praise Come on God. Now. <laughs> well, I enjoyed that little part. <laughs> oh, yes, Lord. So since that's time, so we're going to pause this and stay tuned to the next episode. Okay?
makes him the judge because he decides who wins or loses. Not your opponent. The one thing we want to do is make sure we are on the Lord's side. So what am I saying? It's not too late. We can issue some commands. Boy, I sure hope I had a bunch of believers up in here. I'm, I'm telling you. All right. Let's keep going. What am I saying? When you go into a place, the kingdom of God is in you. And his kingdom rules over how much? Everything. Everything. Makes no difference what it is. They changed the laws. We went in the place. And we have since blessed that whole village. When, when the mortgage crisis hit, all the, other, all the other villages laid off people. What did this village do? They didn't lay off anybody. Why? Because the tax, millions of dollars of tax money from retail sale that we get, that they get, they could afford to keep all their people. We were a blessing to them. Say amen to that. All right, let's keep going. Let's go to 1 Corinthians in chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. See, don't ever let the devil steal your hope. Amen. You know, he's he, he, he just a bully. I, I remember, where did I hear that story? This, this guy is in the schoolyard, and this bully was talking about all the people he can whip, you know, that he could beat up. And he had a list and had everybody's name on there. And this one guy saw his name on the list. And he came to the bully and said, listen, said, I, I, I heard, I saw that you had my name on that list and you can't whip me. The bully said this, well, I'll take it off. <laughs> I think, I think sometimes if we'll just stand up to the bully, He'll take your name off the list. Praise God. All right, remember what I said now. God is not running the world. He's running the church. You're not waiting on God to do these things. God is waiting on you. And Jesse preached it last night. Believe the unbelievable or the impossible or something, what he said. Now, my point to you is, is, is stop putting limitations on what God can do through you. Because there are no more limits. Say amen to that. All right? Let's flip this thing a little bit further. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. All right? 1 Corinthians chapter 3. How am I doing on time there? Oh, okay. <laughs> she said, I got 10, 10 more minutes. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. All right. Look what it says in verse 21. All right. Now I'm talking about ownership. Say ownership. ownership. 
In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul says, verse 19, pardon me, wind is blowing my paper. Verse 21, therefore let no man glory in men. For all things, come on, help me, are yours. Now, what does this mean? All things are yours. <laughs> yeah, that's good. All things. All things. Now remember, there is no shortage. All right, let me give you this. What happened over in Mark, uh, Matthew chapter 26, when this woman comes to pour some oil on Jesus, an alabaster box of oil, and one of the disciples got upset about it. He said, you could have saved that, and we could have sold it and given it to the poor. Jesus said, well, the poor you'll have with you always, but me you'll not have. Now, here's, here's what I got out of that. Shortage. What you believe is what you become. And this is a part of seeing, because seeing is believing. That's why the devil tries to affect your, your spiritual sight, because it's believing. Your design to believe what you see. Now, this woman poured this oil and God spoke to me and said, now, what about that? I said, well, they felt that that was it. That that oil, they could have saved it, sold it, done something else with it, that apparently this wasn't the most important thing they could have done, so forth and so on. He said, but tell me about shortage. And I began to think about that. There is no shortage in the kingdom of God. There is no shortage. There, the idea of running out doesn't exist. There is an inexhaustible supply of everything you will ever need. Most of what's meant for this earth is not visible yet. And by faith, we have to access it and bring it into this physical realm. Amen. Amen. There's plenty. Say plenty. Let's look at what I'm talking about. 
I went back here in 1 Corinthians chapter 17, 17. This is when the prophet came to the woman and she only had one meal left. She had some, some oil in a jar, a little oil in a jar and a little whatever that was, meal in a cruise or whatever. And she said, I'm going to bake this for me and my son that we may eat it and die. Am I right about it? What happened? He said, make me a cake first and bring it to me and then make for you and your son. For thus saith the Lord, the barrel of your meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of all fail until the day the Lord sends rain upon the earth. She went and did what he said, and she and he and her son did eat many days. Every time he went back to the jar of oil, what was happening? It was more oil. More oil. Where did it come from? See, this, this is not something that's magic. This is something that's already put there. How about another one? Over in 2 Kings chapter 4. Notice what happened over there. Here was a woman who, who Brother Copeland spoke about it yesterday or last night or whatever. And what had happened is her children were about to be taken, two sons, and put in bondage because the husband had died and left her in debt. The man of God said, what do you have in your house? She said, I don't have anything in the house save a pot of oil. A little jar of oil. He said, that's enough. Go borrow some vessels. Now, wait, wait, wait a minute now. Don't borrow a few. Bring them back in here. Shut the door with you and your sons and begin to pour. And she went and she did what the man of God said. I'm just letting you know all you have to do is do what he said. This is the time we're in. We're out of time. You ain't got to figure it out. Just do it. Now, what happened? <clears throat> they all began to multiply. Now notice, there's no scarcity. Well, Pastor West, I, I heard you got a jet. Yep, and it's paid for. Now, wait, 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 now. Why don't you get one? There ain't no shortage, man. You don't mean to be jealous because of my members. He's jealous because, he, oh, you stealing his member. I'm, what? You got three million people out here around your church unsaved, and I'm stealing your members. You follow what I'm saying? I'm saying it's amazing how this shortage mentality gets on us, and we start thinking running out instead of running over. Come on. And it's time for you to think unlimited supply. Ooh. All right. Last place. In verse 21. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. Whether Paul or Paul or Cephas, the world of life or death of things, present things to come, all are yours, and you are Christ, and Christ is God's. 
All right, can I sh share with you one more thing? Yes, sir. This is why entrepreneurship is so important in a country. I, I wrote it, so let me, let me just read it. Through All right, we're going to switch and go to the next episode because I want y'all to hear this about the entrepreneurship. That's why I'm a stickler, you guys, is ownership, become a CEO, start something. You have a passion, you have a talent, man, stop letting the devil bully you, discourage you, and tear you down with words from other people that don't have the faith in you to accomplish what God have told you to do. I want you to just reflect on the next coming of months before the end of this year to start something. It's going to benefit you in the long run, all right? Start something, and I'm here to help you and to assist you to do that. Soon and very soon, Urban Management Group, we have an e-online service that I provide um, business consultant consultations through emails, just sending you links and stuff for you to go through. Really, you can just Google it. But to be your business coach, we're going to have some online coaching that will be coming soon for you guys. So I want y'all to go ahead to the next episode and listen to what he is saying about entrepreneurship, why it's so important, why I believe in it. And I know this is one of my, my greatest assignments on the earth, to be that organization developer to help individuals in their, with their dreams to come alive, to manifest, right? Be owners, be CEOs of the gift and talent that God has given you. So let's go ahead over to the next episode and let's hear what the man of God has to say about what God has planned already for us. All right? All right. And thank you for tuning in. God bless you. already put there. How about another one? Over in 2 Kings chapter 4. Notice what happened over there. Here was a woman who, who Brother Copeland spoke about it yesterday or last night or whenever. And what had happened is her children were about to be taken, two sons, and put in bondage because the husband had died and left her in debt. The man of God said, what do you have in your house? She said, I don't have anything in the house save a pot of oil, a little jar of oil. He said, that's enough. Go borrow some vessels. Now, wait, wait, wait a minute now. Don't borrow a few. And bring them back in here shut the door with you and your sons and begin to pour. And she went and she did what the man of God said. I'm just letting you know all you have to do is do what he said. This is the time we're in. We're out of time. You ain't got to figure it out. Just do it. Now, what happened? 
they all begin to multiply. Now notice, there's no scarcity. Well, Pastor West, I, I heard you got a jet. Yep, and it's paid for. Now, wait, 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 now. Why don't you get one? No shortage, man. You don't mean to be jealous because of my members. No, 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 Pastor, he's jealous because, oh, you stealing his member. I'm, what? You got three million people out here around your church unsaved and I'm stealing your members. You found what I'm saying? I'm saying it's amazing how this shortage mentality gets on us and we start thinking running out instead of running over. And it's time for you to think unlimited supply. Ooh. All right. Last place. In verse 21. Therefore, let no man glory in men for all things are yours. Whether Paul or Paul or Cephas, the world of life or death of things present, things to come, all are yours and you are Christ and Christ is God's. All right, can I sh share with you one more thing? Yes, sir. This is why entrepreneurship is so important in a country. I, I wrote it, so let me, let me just read it. Through entrepreneurship, you tap into the creative capabilities to create something that would meet a need or a service. And in this environment, you might, it might be improving health, it might be improving a joy of life or whatever have you. But in entrepreneurship, people are not fighting over the same slice of pie. Say amen to this. They are creating a bigger pie. That's why entrepreneurship is so important. Now, I kind of introduce that sometimes. People don't think that's very spiritual. Are you kidding me? That God put inside of people who are entrepreneurs creative ability. And, and they're going to create a larger piece of pie. That's why you've got all these, all, look at Washington. They're trying to fight for the same piece of pie. Well, I, I want this and that, and, and pork belly and this, whatever it is. Instead of creating a bigger piece of pie. Boy, it is written. Oh, man, this page keeps moving. Therefore, let no man glory in men for all things are yours. Whether Paul or Paulus or Cephas. All right, let me explain that to you. Say all things are mine. Now that doesn't mean, like I said, you go out and my name is Jimmy, I'll take all you give me. That's, that, that doesn't, that, that does not mean that. Okay? All right, now watch this. One day I was going to do a funeral, a going home service in Chicago. And I was on the south side, so I had to journey a bit to get over there to the south side and once I got there I was too early about an hour too early because I'd been given the wrong time or something and then I said okay uh, is there a place I can get a cup of tea here I, I like hot tea 
And they said, yeah, it's uh, McDonald's about two blocks down. I said, they said, uh, Dr. Quincy, we'll take it out there. I said, no, 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 you don't have to do that. I said, I'll just walk a beautiful spring day. I'll just walk down there. So I'm walking down this McDonald's. I get to the McDonald's parking lot. And I'm crossing the parking lot. And I hear this voice ring out from inside of a car. There's the man of God. I got into McDonald's. There's some people in there, so I got in line to get my cup of tea. And this door swung open. <laughs> There's a man of God. This real heavyset lady with a cane, and she could hardly walk. I knew it was my day. I got up this morning, I said, this is your day. I knew, I knew he the, the man of God. I mean, she just carried on. Everybody looking at looking at me and so forth. I said, I know what this lady wants. She want me to lay hands on her. I'm going to lay hands on her too. So she got close enough and I said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. The cane went up in the air. The lady went back like that. And she said, I told you it was my day. She knew something. She took ownership over the anointing that was on my life. The anointing that is on these men of God's life that are teaching you this week, take ownership. That anointing is there to prosper you. It's there to serve you. She didn't back off. Think about it. Same one with the woman with the issue of blood. What did she do? She came up behind Jesus, didn't she? She said, if I can just touch his clothes, I'm going to be home. This woman, not supposed to, by the law, she's not supposed to be at the house. Here she come down high, touched his gun. Whoo, virtue flowed. Totally healed. He didn't even know she was back there. Except he felt virtue going out of him. He didn't give her permission. Just draw from where you are. I said, just draw from where you are. You come in that meeting, I tell you, I've been preaching before, and I got in, in, in our church, and I go over one side, I preach, and I come back, and I man, and I'd even apologize at the end. I said, hey, listen, y'all, I, I don't know what the Lord was doing. I was going, I, if it seemed a little confusing, I said, just blame the Lord. I mean, I, I just, don't, don't look at me. I, I just was going where I felt led. A lady would come up to me after I'm shaking hands. She said, Pastor, I was fasting three days, and this is the fourth day. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I'm going to this church house, and I'm going to get this answer to my problem that I need today. She said, Pastor, you gave them to me. One, two, three, four, just like that. Now, what am I saying to you? She took ownership over that. Paul, Apollos, and Cephas. I'm in Africa preaching. Brother and Sister Copeland was out there. And Brother Copeland was up there in front of, well, that's, he was about 400,000 people. And, and he was preaching at that time. And he said something. God 
Y'all know how Brother Coleman talks. God has made you rich beyond your wildest imagination. Boy, when he said that, I almost wanted to get up and run around that place. I took that word, began to meditate it. And that word is doing things for me and my ministry. See, all you need is the word. Paul, Apollos, Cephas, or the world. The world is yours. I said the world is yours. If you don't like something in it, change it. You are a change agent for Jesus Christ. Say amen to that. Then he says this. Watch this. He says, um, Paul Apostles see for the world or life or death. Now, here's life. You don't have to look old to be old. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Don't run out on me now. Don't run out on me. <laughs> Over in Genesis chapter 47 and verse 8, Pharaoh asked Jacob one question How old are you? And Jacob, I believe, was embarrassed. Why? Because he was only 130. And he said, my daddy left here at 180. My granddaddy left here at 175. And I just began to look at that. I began to look at even 2 Kings chapter 5, where a man named Naomi, yeah. went and dipped in a river. And the Bible says when he came up, his flesh was like a newborn baby. I really believe you can turn back the hands of time. Listen, don't argue with me. Just believe the impossible. Praise God. Life or death or death. What does it mean, or death? No longer can the grim reaper come into your room one night and snatch your life out. Those days are over. No longer are you going to fear death. You done done all the dying you ever going to do. Now, if you remember Moses' life and what happened with Moses, Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 34, it says that Moses' eyes were not dim, neither his natural forces abated. You all remember that? Then it says in Deuteronomy chapter 32, God said, Moses, now you're finished with your ministry, go on up there and die. And I tell people, what was the condition of Moses when God told him that? 
His eye was not dim. Come on. It is natural force of baby. You don't have to be sick to die. And what am I saying about you? I'm saying that all things are yours. Now, here's the the bottom line. When you inherit the world, I'm going to put it in my own words. You get the good and the bad. You're responsible for the saving of every soul. Everywhere he sends you, he expects you to transform it. You're not God's representative of a supply. You're representing him with a supply. You are a walk-in supply house. That is why Jesus laid hands on the man when he took him out of the town and he asked him, what do you see? He said, I see men as trees. Some people think he didn't heal him at that time because he laid hands on him again after that. Now he did heal him, but he was restoring his headship first. That man, a tree produces, provides things for other people. And I'm saying everywhere he sends you and I, he is sending us there to lift a curse off of that place. So the drug problem is not the world's problem. It's our problem. Come on now. The literary problem, literacy problem is not the world's problem. That's our problem. Come on. All of this, the church. And we're going to have enough resources to lift the curse off of every life we come across. A weed... What we preach about wealth transfer is not just so you can sit on it. It's so that you can use it to alleviate suffering over this entire planet. Now I'm saying this to you today. Take ownership. This planet does not belong to the devil. That's right and his bunch. Can I show you one more verse? Come on over with me to Genesis chapter 28, please. Genesis chapter 28. Are y'all getting something out of this? I I can't. I don't feel the same flow the other other day, but but, but I I believe somebody's getting something out of this. Now, have you got, what do you got? Genesis chapter 28? All right, let me just show you this. In Genesis chapter 28, remember what we said now. This is a jubilee. This is God taking and putting the resources of this earth back into the hands of its rightful ownership. Look what he says here in Genesis chapter 28. And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise and go to Pandarum to the house of Bethel, thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from thence and of the, of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. And God Almighty do what to you? Bless you and make you fruitful and what else? And multiply you, and that thou mayest be a multitude of people. 
and give thee the blessing of who? Abraham. Abraham. To thee and to thy seed with thee, that thou mayest what? Inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger. Glory to God, which God gave unto Abraham. Notice what he said. He's going to put a blessing on you. Watch this. I'm going to put it in my words so that you can inherit everything strangers have. I'm talking about ownership now. Now, like I said, you don't go out there and stick nobody up. Give me that stuff. You know, that, that's not the way this happens. But like Brother Copeland said, it's a blessing to people. But I have to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. When we were going to buy a car for somebody one time, they were in need of a car, and God spoke to my heart and said, I want you to buy it. Now, understand what he said. You belong to Christ. Say, I belong to Christ. Remember now, he's the chief and the commander. He's the general. He gives the orders to buy the car. So what did we do? We went out to do it. Now, we looked at these cars, very nice, and so forth. The man saw me and knew me. He said, hey, uh, if you come back on Saturday, you can get a better deal. They have an auction. I said, hey, that sounds good. So we went, came back on Saturday. Once we came back, we were there looking at this nice um, Toyota. It was a used Toyota late model. And we are going to just buy it and so forth. And uh, the guy came and said, well, what do you think? I said, yeah, this looks like the one. I said, well, praise God. He said, uh, let me call the general manager because you're going to make a deal with him. He called him. General manager came over. He said, yeah, what can I help you? He, he introduced us. He said, what can I help you with? I said, well, we're looking at this car here. He said, uh, what do you give me for? Just like that. So he said, let's see, on the window it says 10500 Okay, what do you give me for? I said, all right. So I stepped back. Now I'm, I'm listening for God. God said, give him 2200 Now wait a minute. I'm not trying to cheat anybody. I'm going to follow the Holy Ghost. Because he's going to lead me to the land that belongs to me. He led me to that ball. He led me to that airplane. He led me to that car. Because I'm under authority. They give him 2200 I said, huh? He said, give him 2200 I stepped forward. By the time I placed my next foot, my courage had dropped. I said, I'll give you 3000 He I was listening at y'all. Uh, you wait. Okay, just for that, you're going to have an opportunity. You, God's going to bring you an opportunity. He's going to bring you an opportunity. You will get an opportunity in the next week. See, you shouldn't have said it. And, and what happened? Watch this. Watch this. He looked at me, looked at my wife, looked at the other salesman, looked up, up in the sky, and he looked at me and said, I'll take it. I said, oh, Lord, Jesus, man. How about this? Jesus said, listen, go in town, you two disciples, you're going to see a donkey tied up. Here's what I want you to do. Unloose him and bring him to me. And if anybody asks you, 
Why are you taking unloosing that yeah. donkey? The Lord Tell has him need of it. The Lord has need of it. Yeah. And he will let him go. For real. There was this man. He was a monk. This true story. And he got struck in the head with lightning. He was out in a garden, up, up in a monastery, and it was thundering and lightning. He got hit in the head with lightning. <laughs> head split open, died instantly. He went to the feet of Jesus, and Jesus said, I'm not done with you yet. I'm going to put you back together, and I want you to do such and such and such for me. And, oh, by the way, go to such and such a Cadillac dealership and tell him I said to give you a car. Now, thank God he didn't send him to a Schwinn bicycle dealer. Okay. Okay. You know, he pushed himself out of that slab. This is a true story. And he went, got some clothes, went to the dealership. Got there. Asked a the man. He said, is Mr. So-and-so here, the owner? He said, no, he's out to lunch right now. Can I help you? He said, well, I want to see him about a car. He said, oh, well, I can help you with that. And so he said, no, I'm supposed to see him. He said, I understand that, but I, I can take care of you. And by the time he gets here, we can have this thing all tied up and so forth. He said, no, sir. I appreciate it, but I'm supposed to see him. So he said, all right, fine. Sit in his office, right outside his office here and just wait. He'll be back in a few minutes. The man came back, but when he was outside, the other man turned, hey, you got a hot one in there. I mean, he he's ready to buy a car and so forth. So the owner came in. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Come on in the office here and sit down. What can we put you in? He said, the Lord told me to come here that you were going to give me a car. The owner looked at him. Tears started rolling down the owner's face. He took his head, put it in his hand, said, the Lord came to me in a dream. And told me you were gonna come. And, and he pulled out the drawer. Here are the keys and the blue Cadillac out there at the end of the line. This one I saw myself. This gentleman was a pastor. I flew out there to see it myself. He said, You gotta come see this house. I said, how did you get it? He said, I got a call late at night one night, and the man said to me, are you uh, Reverend so-and-so? I said, yes. He said, something told me to give you my house. He said, okay. He thought it was a crank call, hung the phone up, went back to bed. <laughs> Two weeks later, a phone call came again from the same person panicking. Listen. You come see this house. The, the, I'm out here in Vegas and something said, get up and give that man that house. He said, you got to see this house. The guy got the address and everything. So that Sunday afternoon, after church service and so forth, he went out there. This is California. He pulled up at the gates. The house was 150 yards from the gate. And he said, uh, <clears throat> Buzz the thing. The guy said, oh, I'm glad you're here. Come on in. So he came, drove up to the house. The guy had double doors behind him, and the doors were open. And inside, behind the guy, he said he saw a waterfall. Water was falling over an onyx stone. Now, a lot of God's people don't even know what onyx stone is, but he was falling over onyx stone. 
And uh, he showed them all around. The, the coach house was a three-bedroom house uh, and so forth. He said, uh, some told me to, to give you this house. He said, now you're supposed to give me your house. Now the preacher had a house with a mortgage on it worth about $250,000. Uh, he gave the man that house. The man gave him his house. The house was appraised at $7.5 million. And he gave him the house. Now, hold on, wait. Why am I telling you this? Not so you can go out and wake up in the morning and talk about, well, I believe the Lord is sending me down to that Cadillac dealership, that Mercedes dealership down there on the corner. No. The Lord has need of it. See, all things are yours. And this is the fact that God is going to use you to expand his kingdom. And he's going to transfer into your hands whatever is needed, whatever could it is, is, is involved in making your life better and transfer it into your hands so that you can finish his work. Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. So I'd just like to read one thing that Brother Copeland said, and this is what I wrote down because I think it's so very important. He said this. He said, we are not stewards. We are owners with stewardship responsibilities. I think that is so profound. But from now on, I'm going to tell you right now, you are an owner. Watch this. Nothing's supposed to go on in this earth without your permission. If it's not right, fix it. That's from, from conditions and neighborhoods to laws. Stop seeing shortage because there is none. If he can't stack it up for you, he'll work the law of replenishment. As fast as you give it, he'll give you more. Say amen to that. And I'm telling you now, whatever's been harassing you, I'm declaring today will harass you no longer. Whatever's been stolen from you, from this meeting on, is now coming back home. Whatever's been making you uncomfortable, I got good news for you. The comforter is coming to remove it. Some of you have been, 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 been under a sickness or under something. We're about to see the greatest outpouring of the Spirit of God. I'm talking about in a time that nobody needs to lay hands on you. All you do is come to the meeting. And the glory of God will fall in that place. Now this is your day. This is your hour. This is your time. I'm your prophet right now. I prophesy to you that your life will never be the same after this meeting. I prophesy to you that the grace of God is going to work in your life like never before. Come on, whatever afflicts
addiction you've got, I speak healing to it right now. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, the devil has been stealing, but he's not going to steal any longer. Come on, I'm talking about debt cancellation. you can't afford. Now, just do what the Spirit of God said do. My wife and I, the first house, we came back, we looked at houses for three days and came back and the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, ask her which one of those does she like? I said, baby, God told me to ask you which one do you like? She said, you mean, which one can we afford? I said, he didn't tell me to ask you that. He told me to ask you, which one did you like? Remember what Jesse said. You don't have to pay for it. You have to believe for it. There it is. <laughs> there it is. That, that's where I stand. A lot of you don't understand faith. Don't don't be married that Dr. D because she she believe in waiting on God and you judging me on my stand on waiting on God. God said it, I believe it. He gonna pay for it. He gonna do it. But I found that a lot of people don't have endurance and patience and they go out there and jump and do stuff and then wanna turn around and flip it like it's somebody else's fault. Or even Put it as, but maybe it wasn't God's timing. Uh, y'all know how it go. Instead of just waiting, just wait. God said, wait upon the Lord. Right? So, I found even in the midst of the body of believers, uh, my the faith that God has me standing on, they judge it. As other type of adverbs, I don't know, or adjectives. And it's not so. It's just that I believe God what he said. I have to believe God because God is the only spirit being, the only entity, the only thing that I can really say that got my back, that really stand up for me. That really know how to open up doors I cannot see. And I have to feed off individuals that have the same like-mindedness of faith. I, 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 I'm not able to stroll with shoulda, coulda, woulda. Or, you know, well, maybe it's not God's time and a God's season. Like you said, God, we're in a time when God speaks, you got to move. And so that's what I've been doing. I've been moving, moving, moving. And now he's doing some other stuff that's structuring me to be to the point where um, it's all falling in place. You see? And it costs a lot of sacrifice. But that sacrifice to me in the flesh, but it's obedience in the spirit. Whoa. So I pray y'all enjoyed that little bit. I'm going to come back on the next episode and talk about some things. Um, uh, give a little testimony. I guess I could do that tomorrow. Share some testimonies on some stuff that 
was revealed in the message today. I'll still come back a little later um, and share. I'm unpacking some of these crates that I got out the storage. And, oh, my gosh, that's why I have to really take time out to go through this. I can't just say, you know what, just throw all of it away because I just found something that shouldn't have been up in this crate that I found for my children. And I would love to pass that down to my but my grandchildren, they're so big, they won't even fit it. But I pray that y'all enjoyed that little fade boost from Bill Winston. That's right. He said, stand up to the bully in your life. Stand up to that devil. The devil is a bully. And he used, sometimes he used people in their words to try to bully you. But stand up to that, that, that bully in the spirit. Take authority of it, and I bet you won't deal with it no more. Activate that fate. In the in the words of uh, Nashambak, it's an old minister. Um, I listen to some of Miles, the late Doctor Miles Monroe. He always said that if you don't know the use of a thing, you abuse it. That's for anything: husband, wife, job, career, family, your members. Well, he don't say members. He say discipleship. He say God didn't say make members. He say um, make disciples. <laughs> um, he said, uh, see, I lost my train of thought. Jesus, bring it back, Holy Ghost. This is a very important point. Man, ain't this something? Took my took my train of thought. When God speak, just obey, just do it. It's gonna come to me, y'all. It's gonna come to me. Um, but let me let me get off here so I can go to the next episode because I think it went way more than fifteen minutes. I pray that you enjoy this Danielle with the Boom Factor, Doctor D. Here, live, coming to you off my off day, striving to get my house in order. <laughs> I got boxes and crates and stuff everywhere. But guess what? We're going to get it together. This month, the month of June, we're going to get this stuff organized and fixed up where we can start rocking and rolling and be in sync for July because we got a lot of stuff coming up. All right? Love you. Love all of you guys. I appreciate everyone that tunes in and listens to the Boom Factor. You can always go and share it. Um, go to the Apple iPad, the Apple, uh, download the Apple app, search for Boom Factor, subscribe to me, hey, and review the episode. You can also do the same for the Boom Factor TV, which we're coming to you in a next month with some new segments um okay all right i appreciate everybody from all the other platforms that's tuned in thank you so much and god bless you all right you guys i pray that y'all enjoy that little miniature fade boost. 
early this morning and throughout the day and throughout the night and just all over the world. I pray that y'all was able to understand what was happening. You might need that little faith boost, you know, uh, kind of believing the universe for some stuff and uh, some things that happen in your life you want to change. They got these cliches coming out, level up and be the best that you can be. Just do it. Uh, be true to you. And it has so many trends that's going out. But uh, most of all, if you are in, in Yahshua, you living for Yah. And I'm telling you, living holy and authentic. Um, somebody may be saying right now, what you mean living holy? Living, living right. Uh, the right, the best way you know how to live. And the best thing is living in the Yahshua. You won't go wrong with that. Now, I know I have a lot of individuals that really may not even believe in God. This is a spiritual show. It's a manifestation program. It's a daily diary of my life as a believer in Christ. So, I have over 60,000 listeners. Yeah, we at the 60,000 mark, y'all. Give God the glory for that. So uh, it's increasing every day. So somebody's in need of something to listen to. And I thank you. I'll take this opportunity right now for sharing um, your time to listen to what I have to share. And uh, I pray that if it's just one word out of all the stuff that I talk about, <laughs> if it's just one word, one sentence, one statement, something I'm plugged in just I just pray that it's helping you um in some kind of way in your life to help you say you know what I can make it today you know what I'm saying know that today is the day of salvation today is your day of saved being saved from whatever that you have to face even whatever happened yesterday you don't have control of that. But you can take from what you have experienced yesterday and today it could be a better day. You don't have, uh, you're not obligated to no one but God, all right? Um, if you couldn't show up from work, if you couldn't fulfill a task somebody asked you to fulfill, if you couldn't go to church, if you called off from work, if you made somebody angry yourself, guess what? That was yesterday. Now, what did you learn from it, though? And how are you going to make it better for yourself so you can stay healthy and then be able to respond in a more efficient way that it won't put a burden on yourself. What I mean by a burden on yourself, walk in condemnation. Because there's no condemnation to those that walk in Yahshua. That's what the word of God says out of 12, Romans 12, the first verse. So if you're being condemned about anything, that's the enemy right there. And if somebody coming to you, you know, try, striving to condemn you, that's the voice of the enemy using their tongue 
to block you from going forward. You can't be condemned, y'all. Well, we are. We have to. Um, well, I know I'm learning because through my little um, my little sessions that I've been listening to, um, I'm taking heed to, and we get into this people pleasing mode, you know. Or this acceptance mode because we don't want to be rejected. You know what? I've taken on the spirit of Christ. And he came into this world rejected. So that's the seed was sown in the atmosphere over all of us. But he reclaimed that from us though. You know what I'm saying? He reclaimed that from us. How? Because he defeated the enemy. And because, not because, when he defeated the enemy and and took back our authority to give it back to us that was given to Adam in the beginning of the foundations of the world. Right? And God gave him authority to give to us so we can be accepted by God. Then whoever that's supposed to be in our um, circle, the ones that accept the good, the bad, and the ugly, well, that's the ones that God called. And I even had to accept that because I felt at one point that is so quick for people to want to cling and say, I accept you. And yeah, I accept you. I love you. We'll be together for life. And something something will come up or somebody else will come along. And before you know it, they're nitpicking me about stuff. And soon and very soon, their relationship is breached. And then... I strive to correct it. Nah, it's a done deal. Oh, you done did this. That's you off my list. That's it. I'm like, wow, that was fast. After I just sit here and watch you do all kind of stuff, say all kind of stuff, and I'm still supporting you. I'm still backing you. I'm still lifting you up. I'm still praying for you. Matter of fact, I still love you as in, you know, Wow, I'm still striving to look out for you. Wow. And so I'm just X'd out like that? It's a learning process, you guys. So even with that, we are experiencing the suffering of Christ. Because Jesus went through all of that. And I really understand it now. To reign with him, you have to suffer with him. And most of most of individuals that go to church, they say, Jesus paid it all. I ain't got to pay nothing. You know, or Jesus paid the price of my pain. I ain't supposed to be going through this here. I ain't going through this. Well, yeah, you're going to have to go through it. Because what the Father is saying... 
I, I need you to go through this here because I need you to, so you can see what's in your own heart. I need to, I need you to see how you're going to react to that. I need you to experience this because I'm going to have some people come your way and you're going to, you going to have, you're going to have to know how to speak to them and why not speak to them underneath the anointing and the authority because not only that you have the word to back it you have the experience wow and you won't be so quick to judge oh my gosh I found that we are the most critical judgmental people in the earth That is so interesting to me. Man, we adjust something so quick. We won't even, you know, I was, somebody asked me a question while I was at work, was working at Jackson here during the tax season. And they asked me something. And I, I answered, I said, well, I, I don't feel like, I don't want to talk about that. I said, because if I start talking about it, you're just going to cut me off and try to add your two cent to it. Oh, what are you talking about, girl? Girl, what you got to say? What? No. So throughout the day, something else came up. I said, oh, you know what? Because you asked me that earlier, this what happened to me a month ago pertaining to what you're talking about. And I just started sharing. Before I could even finish the third sentence, y'all, they done jumped in the conversation, tried to add the two cents, trying to tell me, oh, now this is already over. I already accepted God to settled it already, but they done went to a far left. And I was like, I had to stop and say, how did you get all that out of what I was saying? That's not even close to what happened. I say, now you just proved my point. Why would I share anything with you? Well, first of all, you didn't even let me put a period at the end of my sentence. You you didn't even let me finish the paragraph. So I'm just sharing that um, with Dr. D, I really don't try to even explain nothing to anyone no more because first of all they already have their mind made up or what I should have could have did second of all they don't allow me to even finish what I'm saying they cuts me off and add the only two cent in it thirdly I got, I got a whole list I can put out there you know thirdly they only want me to hear what they have to say and that's it what I have to say, it don't matter. How I feel, it don't matter. What I'm going through, it really don't matter. They say they care, but it don't matter. You know, I could go through a whole list. So why even, I feel like I said, why even waste my breath to even open up my mouth about my own situation when I've already then brought it to the throne of God and he already then made provision or I'm just enduring until the an- the answer comes. And I've been practicing. Oh, yeah, I've been practicing um, waiting on daddy. Some things I'm just not saying 
going to the father, wait for him to tell me, give me instructions. I do it. Bam. Boom. It's done. Next. Then I bring it forth. See, that's the difference with me and others. And see, that's where my battle come in, y'all. With people, you know. Especially leaders sometimes. You know. My daughter had shared stuff with me earlier. And I said, hmm, that's interesting. I said, oh, well, I didn't know I said that like that. Well, I apologize. Oh, no, I'm not just saying this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I got you. No problem. Right? Well, it happens to me a lot with with people. And when I go to them, I'm like, well, God, what that's about? Because that is me. I mean, why is always an issue? It's like somebody always got to find an issue with me. And it's the little bitty things. It's like, wow. And then when I don't say nothing, then that's an issue. Right? So it's like, they issues, they make an issue because I don't bring my issues to them or I don't even understand the whole issue problem. <laughs> I really don't understand it, y'all. Boom Factor family, y'all got to help me with that one. I don't understand it. So I just go about my day. I don't even try to do nothing. I just go about my day. Because I'm in a season right now, a transition. I'm in a season of getting some things in order with myself and with my business and with the ministry. And I have to be focused, right? You know, I got some major major thing right now I have three clients right now that's that's our only new projects I'm taking on for the rest of this year three clients that they're doing their little thing but in July we're gonna be crunching so I have to be focused on this because this is gonna this is a major major move and I'm honored that they want me to participate and allow me to take part of what they're doing and it's going to benefit both parties. Right? It's not going to be this wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Because I was like tired of this. I was tired of it and I made it part. Look, I, 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 I'm serious about this here. I will walk away. As soon as I see it's not a win-win, I'm walking away. I'm, I'm tired of doing work for people and they're not paying me. I'm tired of you know, being a, a blessing to people, and then you turn around and nitpick me about a little bit of stuff. You know, I'm, I'm I, I just got fed up with people want me to be supportive and want me want me to financially support them, but then what's up with 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 you coming and returning to support me? You, see, you know what I'm saying? So uh, with these projects that's coming up with the agreement and um, paperwork lined up. Hey, so I'm getting myself together. So I don't really have time to to try to explain something to somebody. Like the song always says, 
If you don't know me by now, you will never know me. And that's word there. Because I'm transparent. You should know the good, the bad, and the ugly without the D. You already should know about anybody that start listening to this program. I've, I've shared my weaknesses. I have shared my downfalls. I've shared, it's my daily diary. You know, my tears, my hurt, my pain, my gain, my triumph. Hey, you're going to hear it all. Now, they do have some personal, personal stuff that people share with me. Some affected me, some didn't. I won't share that because I feel that's confidential and I want to respect their privacy. But any impact on me, yeah, I'm going to share that part. And then, like I always say, I put it in a jumbo mix so you never know what's what because, wait, wait a minute, what was she talking about? Da, da, da. You won't never be able to put it together to find out who I'm talking about because I mix it all up. But it is coming forward. Yeah, you kind of get what I'm, 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 I'm telling you guys out there. But overall, I my desire, my mission for this program is for you to um, come out on top, you guys. Life is going to hit you, but guess what? You get that baseball back and, and hit it back, punch Hey, swing away. Don't 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 let that that ball come and then you hit a foul and then you let that take you out. No, we don't we don't want no depression, we don't want no suicide, we don't want the devil to come and op- oppress you, depress you, and then possess you. Then now you got all these different personalities going all over the place, and now we don't know who we're talking to. Because all of us got some different personalities now. We, 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 we just not know one person. They got that evil D and they got that good D. <laughs> and I got to stay in the word. Oh, yeah. We got that evil side in us. There ain't no, no doubt in it for you to sit there and say, oh, I don't know what she's talking about, child, because I live for the law. I got the law on my side. Okay, let somebody do you something. Watch that evil come out quick. That's why people say, girl, she almost had me lay down my religion. No, you ain't got to lay down your religion. You're supposed to have a relationship with Christ. He said, be angry and sin not. You're going to get angry. Ain't no such thing as you never going to get angry. Oh, yeah, you're going to get angry and teed off to the point that, hey, you want to have a rocky moment. We have a rocky moment in the spirit against the enemy because our fight is not flesh and blood. Now, sometimes you do have to confront the person and say, you know what? This happened and I, I didn't really feel comfortable, you know, with you saying that or whatever. Now, if they care about you and they're concerned about you, they'll understand and hear you, you know. They won't just hear you and then come back and say, well, this is what happened. And I just want to put this straight because I, I say this is what, what I'm going to do and I'm not going to have this going on. Okay, so that just that just blocked out how you really felt. They didn't care about how you felt. They didn't care, they didn't care about what you expressed. And you could tell because it's a difference. A difference will show up. 
And and I feel like yeah, I'm not going around trying to kiss nobody behind for you to be my friend, for me to be a part of something. Uh, what else can I say? I just I'm just not doing that. It just it is what it was. And I believe that's what people want you to do. And that needs to stop. Let people be people. Let people be free. You know, don't make an issue out of something that's not an issue because you don't understand something. If we all say that we pray, and if we all say that God speak to us, and if we all say that we're hearing from the Spirit of God, well, what is the Spirit really telling you about that person? Are you really listening? Or you really just don't give a hoop. It has to be your way or no way. No, it has to be the Holy Spirit way. And what is the Holy Spirit saying about the situation? Are you really going through the fruits of the Spirit and saying, wait up. Let's, let's, let's put this in check right here. You know? Let's, you know, let's identify um, the Spirit of God with this person. Now, who, what is this lady coming up here to? She's knocking on my door. Who is this person? Hello. Not here. Um, this um, this a new resident here. Never heard of her. Okay, baby. One thing I've learned, you guys. You are in your house. It behooves me how people go run to the door and open the door. You don't know who the person is. They ask for a person that you never known. And you're going to go run, open the door. I don't open the door for nobody. We're going to talk through that door. And if I feel comfortable, then I'll open it. But I had already seen this person walk up through the window. And I'm like, who is this person? So they're looking for somebody, right? Even in the movies, you guys... They go run to the door and like, hello, they open up the door. Why would you open up the door? I Like I told my children growing up, I know I, dig- I didn't digress. Everybody that belong in the house have a key. Right? So I don't care if they bang that door. You don't have to go run to that door and say nothing. You're going to continue on what you're doing. Whoever belong in the house... Is in the house. Now, if they want to leave a message, they can leave a message, put it on the door, or come back, or whatever. But I taught my children at, at a young age, you're not obligated to open that, that door for nobody. You're not even obligated to go to the door and when they're saying they're looking for somebody or whatever, or you saying, hell, like I just did. I let them knock to see if they're going to keep on knocking and walk away. 
right? But why open up the door? And I'm just picky like that, y'all. I'm very, like, I'm peculiar. I know I'm peculiar. But, yeah, that's all I got to say. I guess that was enough for me to share right there. But, um, yeah, you, you guys really have to put some boundaries, you know? Put some boundaries in your life. And, uh, at one time, I didn't, I thought I had set boundaries, but I allow my kindness and my meekness override the boundaries and then I get overwhelmed. And what I mean by overwhelmed is to the point where people just don't honor what they say. You know? Um, I know of a person right now got teed off because I didn't answer the phone. Not knowing that I was in a situation where I couldn't answer the phone. And stop calling or talking after. And I, and I kind of felt it was going to happen. But she was like, girl, I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going to do that to you. And I did some major work. To help get her business started. And she needed a lot of paperwork done. She needed a business plan. She needed a proposal. I did all of that, you guys. And because I couldn't answer the phone... Now I'm this bad person. Not understanding that, oh, wait a minute, you know what? I forgot, Dr. D might have been stuck on something or, you know, she probably was on the bus. I don't know. People don't give me a benefit of doubt. They just act, they just act like I'm supposed to be snap, cracking and pop. Like, I, I'm just sitting around just waiting on somebody to call me to give me some work. No, Dr. D always got something going on. I'm always I this 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 sister right here, I have no idle mind. Like you said, idle mind is a devil workshop. Believe me, ain't no idle mind with this sister. I'm always doing something. That's why the Holy Spirit had to structure my days. He said, You gonna get you some rest. father. I have to take care of myself. I'm not even though I look 20s and 30s, but that's not I'm getting older. You see? So I gotta take care of myself. I, I have no husband or no companion, no partnership. No brother that is close to me. I have a big brother but he's way in Mississippi. He called and check up on me. Then I have my other brother in New Orleans he in his only world. So I really don't have nobody really here in Houston that's close to me on the, on the male side that will call and say, hey, what's up, sis? You all right? You need anything? Everything straight? Even with my move. You know what I'm saying? So I have to wait till my, my, my children, my son, have a time, whatever, to help me. 
So I have to stop. I moved by myself. And I thought I was trying to build a, a brother-sister relationship with brothers in Christ. But the only thing they want to do is get in your pants. And that's a whole nother subject that I won't even start on again. Y'all see what I'm talking about? So I'm like, that's just how it is, you guys. That That's where I'm at. That's where Dr. D is. And that's the best way I can explain it. And so, um, people don't understand my heart. They already have their own idea about me. They, and they want to put me in this box. And I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I'm, but I'm here. I'm doing what I need to do to thrive according to what the Holy Spirit wants me to do. So, um... I ain't about to go. I'm going to go up in here and I got some spinach. I think I'm going to fix me something to eat up in here right quick. It's lunchtime. I'm going to take a break. I've emptied. I have three big crates here with my clothes. I was wondering. I was like, where's all my clothes? Y'all, I didn't. They was all packed away in the storage, right? But they was in the crates. So I just sit here and, and separated them and put them up. And so that's done. And um, we were going to get this straight. And uh, I'm going to take me probably like a half an hour break. May take even a nap. And I'll come back and do some more work and get ready for tomorrow. But it's been a blessing to be able to share my little time with y'all today. Uh, eventually, I pray that something um, be able to, anything that I said or whatever was a help to somebody out there in the World Wide Web. Uh, much love to you guys. Um, you can always leave me a message. You can go right into my message and leave me a message about the episodes and uh, fathers out there. I pray that y'all had a good day. If you want, share. Share um, with the Boom Factor family. How was your day? What, what you learned out of? How you felt? You know? I know they don't give y'all a lot of prompts. Dads, men. So much stuff going out there. But, you know, if you're doing what you need to do, hey, go ahead and give a shout out. I'll plug it in. Uh, I do have a message for the fathers. It might be kind of delayed, but I'm going to put it up there. Uh, I just need to get this stuff straight, y'all. I got to get my stuff straight. I got to get this house straight, and then I got to go and get the office straight. I'm redoing the whole office. You know, it's going to be nice. Some things the Lord was showing me. And, um... It's all good. It'll be a full year, you guys. God have maintained that office for four years. And um, I, I'm excited about it. And I was kind of grieved, but then when he was showing me some stuff, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, Lord, you've taken care of all this. Okay. So let me stop. Let me stop that. And just keep my faith alive and keep going forward and trusting in him. He's going to make not only every crooked path straight, but he is the provider. He is Jehovah. 
And as long as I keep my eyes on him, you guys, I can't go wrong. I haven't gone wrong so far. And I guess I'm going to keep striving and going forward in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So I'm out. Going to give some lunch. I love you guys. I appreciate everything that y'all have done for the Boom Factor. Um, next month will be the first award show. We're going to see if we're going to win an award in one of those categories. And the first stop that we'll have that award in is New York City. Anybody out there in New York? Hey, Dr. D will be in the house. I want to go visit Manhattan. I want to take a picture in some hot spots. I want to um, visit some places. And uh, I need to go and start looking on some stuff to make me an itinerary for myself. I uh, can't wait for nobody. I'm just going forward and being obedient to what the Spirit of God is telling me. He already had told me last year, he says it's time for you to start traveling again. And so I will. I'm going to start traveling and enjoy what the Lord has made for us to enjoy. And I will share it with you guys. For some of you... Don't like to get on them airplanes, man. Hey, if your heart is ready, hey, just, just take take control of your life. Like Bill Winston was saying, stand up to that bully of fear. Stand up to that bully of doubt. Stand up to it. Whatever comes your way, stand up to it. You know, and in the words of Joyce Myers, if you don't want to go nowhere, take that fear and that bulliness or whatever it is that you feel that's holding you back, take it and put it in your pocket, put it in your pocketbook and say, all right, you don't want to go nowhere, I'm going to take it with me. Go ahead and do what you got to do. All right? So that's my little words for the day for Monday. Uh, I'm going to give me something to eat, y'all. I'm hungry. Later, Dr. D is out. Peace. Much love. Good morning. I want you guys to go ahead over to the Apple store underneath podcast and just type in Boom Factor. You'll see that a nice, tight, lightning flash fist is going to pop up there. And click it, subscribe to it, review me, give me a five star. It's getting up to the tops, you guys. And I'm telling you, I appreciate everybody that have stuck with me from the beginning. This year, it'll be two years. We've been going strong on this radio broadcast. And, of course, this is Danielle Irvin, known as Dr. D, right here on The Boom Factor. Also, we're on several other platforms that you can listen to. I'm on Spotify, Anchor.fm, of course. Yeah, the beginning of this journey. Don't forget about Anchor. God um, read, I mean, it's Goodreads, iVoos, if you internationally, um, that's going over. Um, many countries being interpreted to foreign languages that the boom factor is 
um, listen to. We also are on Radio Public. And so much more. I can't even remember. Most of the activity is on the Apple. So don't forget when you go over there and subscribe to it. Click that five star and guess what? Boom shakalaka. Stay tuned. I'm coming to you with a special shout out. That's right. Later.